Hello, 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 and welcome to Release It Podcast, where our motto is letting th- go of things that hold you back. I'm Cynthia Haynes. And I'm Harold Weaver. And so today, we're, we're going to um, talk about the subject of domestic abuse. The reason why is because this month, um, I'm not going to assume, I'm just going to make the announcement that this month, not only is it breast awareness, cancer awareness, but it's also the month of domestic abuse awareness. And so I chose, and me and Harold decided to talk about this because, um, for one, um, I wrote a book. And in my book, I share some experiences that I've had, that I've been in, uh, that deals with abuse. And also, I talk about my daughter in the book and how she lost her life to abuse. And so we're going to come from the subject of talking about control, because a lot of the times the abuse is because of one individual wanting to have control of another individual and dominating that individual. And so um, it's not necessarily always um, physical. A lot of times it's a mental um, and emotional abuse. And the control is um, concerning um, controlling how somebody behaves, how somebody um, feels, feels, thinks, thinks, just and acts. And so um, that's why we chose this subject. And I think it's a very important one. Absolutely. Um, again, it could be looked at in several different ways. But at the end of the day, the bottom line is control is control. Control meaning you're controlling or attempting to control everything and everybody that is associated with yourself. But one thing I want to um, to point out is that this thing called control can go Either way, it can go both ways. It can be on both the male side and the female side. I say that to say that a female can be just as in control or controllable as that male. So we're going to touch on both the male in control and the female in control and try to give you some examples of our own and maybe even some um, examples from experiences that we've had on this topic as we get in depth of what actually control means this week, where it's the what? what? Domestic abuse. Awareness. Mm-hmm. So you want to start? You got some examples for us? Um, I I was watching this movie the other day. So okay. um, on the movie, the one statement that this lady made in it, because she was, she was getting away from an abusive relationship, she had enough. So, of course, most of these movies, they show where the woman, it was a woman involved, where she's either getting hit or... Or she's getting uh, spoken down to just being degraded. And so she had a daughter. And so the guy had, it showed the morning him at the breakfast table. And he was talking like nothing had never happened until she looks up. And you see what she has. Her lip has been busted. She has a bruise, you know, on her eye. And her and the daughter sitting at the table. And so the guy's just talking or whatever. And then he's, and then she says, Either he asks her a question, she doesn't ask him right away, and so this nice person automatically now he he turns into this nasty individual, and now he's slamming on the on the table, he's slinging stuff, or he's yelling at her. And so when she got when she got away from him, she went back to her family, and she didn't tell them what was going on. But she made a comment, and in her comment, she says, "I know somebody's going to ask me 
why I stayed or why I didn't leave. And she said it boils down to the point of at that moment, you either think that's all you can have or you can get or you deserve mm-hmm. or you just don't deserve anything better. Mm-hmm. And that right there, as Harold always talks about mindset. And so a lot of times it is, it's, it's about the mindset because if you're already feeling low about yourself mm-hmm. and then you're involved with this individual, you start believing the lie that the individual is telling you because you already don't have um, a high um, concept mm-hmm. about yourself. Mm-hmm. And so you think you deserve this. And so that's a lot of times why you don't go. Sometimes you don't leave because embarrassment. I can say for my own situation, my family didn't know none of the stuff that I went through. Because one, you look and you say, how am I here? I'm, I have this much uh, intelligence and how did I end up in this type of situation? And I can't tell anybody. So that makes you stay a little bit longer because you feel like you have nowhere to go. And then you don't want to be, like I said, you embarrass, you shame, right? So you stay. So the other thing, um, you know, thank God I got out of all my situations, but there's some people that don't. You know, and I have to say, even my daughter, I did not know that she was going through the things that she was going through. But now I look back and I say, she has low self-esteem. Why she had low self-esteem? You know, it could be because of her childhood. Some of the stuff that she went through, you know, that she didn't share with me that I didn't know about. But when I look at some of the text messages that's in her phone, some of the, the things that she allowed people to say to her how she dummied herself down to be with individuals that that was beneath her, she had low self-esteem. My daughter had had several surgeries, um, tummy tucks. She had lipo. She, she did tummy tucks more than one time because she was not um, happy with how she looked. And a lot of times, you know, it could be social media. You look at social media and what they show. You got all these uh, females that are altering their bodies. And this is what you feel that you should be looking like in order for you to even have somebody. Harold, you got something to say? Oh, excellent points. Excellent points. Um, Again, it all boils down to your upbringing. boils down to your um, self-esteem. It boils down to what you feel you're worthy of, um, what you've been taught that you're worthy to have and not have, and how to look, how to sound, how to talk. All this is upbringing. All this is association with who you associate with, who you're listening to, what you're watching. All that comes into play when it comes down to your final decision of how to deal with your own body, deal with your own mindset, deal with your own perception. But how do we get through this? Well, one is definitely communicating and not feeling ashamed to talk about what's actually on your mind. Having that person or persons or even more so family members that you can open up to and not be judged and not be questioned and not looked at as being crazy because you have questions with no answers on your own. But back to the control thing. Again, you know, a lot of people um, that I've witnessed and experienced um, have this control thing about them that they don't even realize until it's too late or it's brought to their attention because it's become so natural to them to be in control that when they're overbearing with it, it's normal to them, but it stands out to others that know the difference. 
And this is where you have to be the one to not be ashamed or not be scared to acknowledge that or bring that out to that person so they can actually see. And I say that to say some people don't know no better because of, because of all they know is this one way and this one way only. And again, that goes back to how you was brought up, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people has been brought up. There's there's people I know people that was brought up to be in control. Mm-hmm. This is how they was taught, whether it was the male or the female. This is just how either their parents were brought up and they passed it on, or this is just the opposite of how they grew up and wanted to be that other person in control. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. For example, you might have grown up where your dad was in control, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But as a female, you was like, I'm not going to be that way. As my mom, where she was kept in control of all time, at all times. I'm going to be the one that's going to be in control mm-hmm. and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So these are how these things start. Mm-hmm. But then when they're not controllable to know the difference is when they get out of control mm-hmm. to the point where it becomes violent, mm-hmm. where it becomes um, unfair, mm-hmm. when it becomes abusive. Mm-hmm. And now we're talking not only body control, mind control, mm-hmm. but we got emotion control, mm-hmm. we got financial control, mm-hmm. we got behavior control. We, we've, I mean, con- control can be so um, damaging, it could get to the point where someone has control what you say <clears throat> and how you say it. And these things only get worse. And they get worse over time. Mm-hmm. So, we the ones that can recognize it are the ones that have to acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. Or at least attempt to. Because what we don't want is something drastic to happen that we knew and saw beforehand. And now we're looking at what we could have done to prevent it. Mm-hmm. Or at least men that, you know, that person to say something or be that role model that could have been the difference of the final outcome. Mm-hmm. So this control thing is serious. Mm-hmm. Or we wouldn't be talking about it. Right. Or we wouldn't have set aside a month to acknowledge it. Because it's happening every day. Mm-hmm. And it'd be the least person that you would think that it's happening to. Right. Because we also have, you know, people that walk around like nothing's wrong. Mm-hmm. Right? Either ashamed to talk about it, scared to talk about it, mm-hmm. or just for whatever reason of their own, choosing not to talk about it. Mm-hmm. But again, this is that thing where you just can't sit on it because it only gets worse. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it gets to the point of no return where now... We're talking about somebody being deceased behind it, mm-hmm. that it could have been prevented. We missed the signs, mm-hmm. and we might not know what the signs are, but if you know your family, mm-hmm. your children, mm-hmm. and your friends, something's going to stand out. Mm-hmm. Something's going to stand out that triggers that thought in your mind to question what's really going on. Mm-hmm. I got an example. So I'm talking to my oldest daughter yesterday. It took a, it took a minute for her to get back to me, which is normal. But what is not normal is that she's normally in a better mood when we go a long period of time that we don't talk. But for some reason, this particular time, she was in a different mood that she would say that she was fine. But as her dad, I know better. So, you know, from experience, it could be multiple things going on at the same time. But I just knew that it was something not right that I just couldn't sit on that I had to address, which I'm still going to address even more in detail, but with this daughter, you just can't come straight at her full speed because she gets offensive too quick. But as a dad, this I know ahead of time not to do. So I use that example to say, know your people, know your audience, know your family, know your children, whoever it is that you feel that you are, um, you mean something to them or that you could, what you say, 
what you do. You might even be a mentor, just somebody that makes a difference in your life and you know you make a difference in their life. Just be aware of what it is you're talking about and how you want to go in depth to get them to understand the point and the concept behind what you're acknowledging that you need them to pay attention to so they don't fall into this control thing. So they don't fall into this depression um, state of mind, which normally some control in there has got them there. Mm-hmm. That nobody sat them to the side and said, hey, you ain't got to do that. You ain't got to be that way. You don't have to be treated that way. You don't have to listen to that. You have your own mind, your own body, and your own mindset to make your own decisions. This is where we come into play to get to the bottom of what we see as a control thing going on, where we can acknowledge with that same person how to get out of it, or at least talk about it to make it better. Mm-hmm. You got one? Come on now. I know you do. I I just can remember um, back, uh, this is a while back, when I was a spouse mm-hmm. and my ex-husband was in the military. And I remember the woman that was my babysitter. And she was in an abusive relationship. And it was as time went on is how I, I learned and it, and it all came out because we became real close friends. And I can remember that, for one, how she was in the situation was because she wasn't close with her family, so she didn't talk to any of her family. And the only person that she felt that she had was her husband. Mm-hmm. And he made her feel like he was the only thing that she had so and that she couldn't do without him. So it sounds like she was isolated. Mm-hmm. He isolated her. Mm-hmm. That'll mm-hmm. do it, too. Go. Yep. Go and so I can remember the times where... That's another form of control. Control, right. That it was times where it was very bad, where he would wait behind a door Mm-mm. and had a belt and would put her around her neck and would drag her in the house. And this one particular incident, he had her in the house and wouldn't let her go. And so we all were out, some friends, it was me and another friend, and we all were out and we were talking to them because they had at the time this was in Germany. So at the time they had like the um the speaker you could talk to somebody outside of your the door or whatever, but you'd speaker be down system. they would have to let you up in order for you to get in the building, but they could talk to you from the speaker. And so we were just saying, Please let us just talk to her. Please let us just talk to her and he was like, No, she's fine, she's fine and we was like, We wanna talk to her and so we told him we were gonna call like the MPs, which are the military police, if he didn't let us talk. And so he let her get on the intercom and she just was like, I'm fine but you could tell in her voice that she wasn't and so eventually we sat there for hours. And so eventually the police uh, came and they were like, well, let us, you know, we need to talk to her. We need to be able to, you know, see her or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he just kept saying she was fine. So eventually by them talking to him, they said they were going to come up. They need to let him up, let them up. And so she was able to uh, get away from him. And she came out that house. She had no shirt on. She had knots. All in her face from where he hadn't hit on her. And so the police got her. They wrapped her in a blanket. You know, they, t- they got her away from the. They took him in. And I just, I'll never forget the way he looked when he came down them steps. And he had like this smirk on his face like, he'll be back. Mm. Like y'all didn't do anything. Mm. And for the moment while he was away, because they put a restraining order on him, 
she was fine. We could talk to her, whatever. But it was just like he said, she didn't press charges. She let him come back home. And then he 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 stopped her from talking to us. So we weren't even able to talk to her anymore because once he got back, he um definitely isolated her again and threatened her to even talk to us. Mm. And so control is a beast. Yeah. You know, and when you when you've gotten somebody into somebody's head that strong or that deep, mm-hmm. it's hard for the individual to get away. I mean, you have to have courage. Mm-hmm. It takes courage. Mm-hmm. It takes strength. It takes a community mm-hmm. to help that person. Mm-hmm. You know, and you can't, you just can't go in and start talking and saying, girl, you need to leave him and you need to do this and that. Because in her mind, that's all she has and she feels that's what she needs. And so as a friend, you just got, as hard as it is, you got to listen and try to um, support and get it in Mm -hmm. where you can as much as they allow you to talk about it to try Mm -hmm. to help them. Because once they shut you out, that's it, you out. Right. And it's just hard to get out of it. Well, well, one thing you can't do is attempt to put yourself in their shoes. That's the first thing. Because there's no way that with anybody under that type of control, we can relate. Mm-hmm. So I say that to say we can't come at them like it's just that easy to walk away. Right. We can't come at them like we know the answers to all of their questions of how to get out of this. Right. The best thing we can do is, like you said, is listen. First of all, of exactly what they've been dealing with. Mm-hmm. So maybe step by step, slowly but surely, we can get them out of this situation. Mm-hmm. But what we don't want to do again is just come straight at them as is, you know, as to say, "Girl, you crazy, man, you you lost your mind." There's no way that I would be letting this happen to me because that's the last thing they want to hear. Mm-hmm. And normally, nine times out of ten, this is why they haven't said anything. You know what right. I'm saying? Because they don't want the the the, uh, the, the back talk. Mm-hmm. They don't want to hear the negativity of what they already kind of can see that it is, but they don't want to be judged as well. Right. So this is why you can't come at them like this. It's a process. It's a slow process when you start talking about the abuse of control mm-hmm. and the mind control. All of that is a process to get this person out of it, mm-hmm. if you can. Mm-hmm. But it's this it's just no way that coming at them straightforward as if it's just a, a, a overnight thing is going to work. Right. So just keep that in mind, and and I say that to say, you know, if you have an idea that there's somebody going through this, then act on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Pray on it first, mm-hmm. and then act on it. Say something. Say something, because sometimes you know. That's all it takes mm-hmm. is that one word, mm-hmm. that one person, mm-hmm. that one question yeah. to just ignite that mindset or ignite that, that, that thought and consideration in that person's mind that they need it to do something different mm-hmm. to get out of that scenario. Mm-hmm. And you'll never know mm-hmm. by sitting back thinking mm-hmm. and not speaking. And the other thing I want to say, too, is that know the signs. Mm. If that person is already talking to you crazy or they didn't push you one time, it only take one time. You let that slide, guess what? It grows. It's like yeast and bread. It spreads. Because they, you let them get away with that, and they like, oh, okay, I have control. Mm-hmm. Because they didn't, 
you know, tell me stop. They didn't do anything about it. So now, yep, Mm -hmm. they're going to, it's going to increase. So know the sign. Don't, don't push it off and be like, oh, it was a one-time thing. Because you're going to be saying, oh, it was just that one. Oh, now, yeah, he did. Yeah, but, and then you find yourself making excuses for him. Because I used to do that. I'd be like, oh, they was just upset today. Mm-hmm. It's okay because they had this and, and this is what happened to them. All oh, their childhood was this and that. So you start making excuses from that person. <laughs> it's wrong. Wrong is wrong. Mm-hmm. There is no excuse. Mm-hmm. Just say something about it. Don't have too much pride and and think that, oh, I'm, if I say something about, you know, they're going to think of me a certain way. Mm-hmm. You need to say something. Tell mm-hmm. somebody. And get out of it. Mm-hmm. Let me say this before we close. Um, especially now with the pandemic that we're still going through, that check on your friends, have different conversations, strike up a topic that you normally wouldn't just to see where they're at. And you know, if you know your friends, then you'll know. If you know your family, if you know your children, you'll know. Just strike up a different conversation on a different topic, maybe not even spoke on before. Or something that hasn't been spoken on in a while. Just to see where they're at. Because we're going through times now that nobody's ever been through. Mm -hmm. Nobody. Me, you, our children, our family. Nobody can say that they've been through what we're going through right now. So that alone is enough to just talk more. And bring up different topics and subjects and stuff that we would normally not talk about. But need to talk about now. So we can see where everybody's at. Before it's too late. And when something happens that... We could have prevented it. It's too late. So why even, you know, take that chance? Why even bother not addressing something that we know could be possible to be going on that we can make and be the difference to stop it now? Mm-hmm. Right, Sam? Mm-hmm. So this is why we chose this topic this week, because we felt together that it was just that important to not put off any longer. Yeah. Come on, Sam. And bring awareness. Take it home. So, um... Like I said, this is um, Domestic Abuse Awareness Month. And so for the rest of the month, we're going to talk about different subjects and we're going to bring awareness and we're going to talk about abuse. Mm-hmm. Abuse is a dirty word. And so um, all of it falling under the umbrella of control. Yes. So I hope that what we said has encouraged someone. I hope it um, opened up the eyes to somebody. Um, I hope you got, you know, some type of um information that you didn't know before and that like we said just just talk to that person mm-hmm. you know but do say something mm-hmm. and because you're saying something could save a life absolutely change a life absolutely make a difference so with that being said i'm gonna close this in prayer and i just pray god that um what we said today resonates with somebody in their heart if it's somebody that needs courage Give them courage. If it's somebody that needs peace, give them peace. If it's somebody that needs a little strength, a little more push, a little more press, I pray that you give it to them. I pray that whatever they need, you bring the resources, you bring the 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 um the um information, um, whatever they need, that you do it. So go beyond this prayer, God, and do what you can do that only you can do, and um, make the difference. And this I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Until next week. Y'all know where we at. Feed us. Give us something back. At um, releaseitpodcast um, at gmail.com. Give us your comments. Oh
And uh Y'all know the rest. We love y'all. And we out.